Welcome to The Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Everybody, welcome inside the DVE studios. Happy Victory Monday. We are here. We are sleep deprived, but we are happy to be talking about the Steelers' second win of the 2019 season. Uh, fresh off a flight this morning from Los Angeles, guys, but uh, raring to go. And I think the best part uh, in talking to Dave DeCastro last night in the locker room following the win as he was saying how Coach Sean was preaching complimentary football, something we hear him say a lot, but he said it was a big emphasis all last week and in that team meeting on Saturday night, and he said that was all three phases, helping each other out when they needed to. So, Billy, what's your biggest takeaway from the Steelers' win over the Chargers? Obviously the biggest thing, Missy, in my opinion, was the scoop and score for Devin Bush. It took a lot of pressure off the duck. Yeah. And and I think that was very important, and that uh, speaks to Tomlin's message. You know, you got to pick it up because, hey, here you are, third-team quarterback going into their place against a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you can't feel sorry for yourself. You just got to play. And I thought the Steelers gave a great account of themselves, and uh, it was an enjoyable experience for all of us at Heinz Field West. (laughs) (laughs) You looking at me. I'm looking at you. (laughs) Okay, you looking at me. You looking (laughs) at me. Uh, I would say – I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that they came out, they finally did it. After how many successive weeks of converting just three times on third down, they converted eight of 13. They rushed for over 100 yards first time and time of possession, 34.05. That was absolutely fabulous. You know, I just, for me, that you just needed the offense to come out and do something where they stayed out there, give that defense a chance to operate. And the defense just went bananas early on. They were as ferocious. As, as, as a leg of lamb in a, in a tank full of piranhas. I mean, seriously. they were. I, I don't know that I've seen a quarterback get harassed quite as much in a long time as I saw what happened with uh, Phil Rivers last night. You know, and, and, and Missy, one of the things, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin preaches complimentary football, but you don't understand complimentary football. You just try to play the best that you can. It's not like you're going – Hey, we got to compliment the right. uh, the defense. Well, what did and George Perlis say? George Perlis said, "Yeah, John- hey, he goes, uh, uh, Banny's wound up tighter than a clock, and we already got to compliment him." And so Gary Dunn goes, "What are we, chop liver?" And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and so um, you know, I believe that uh, the way you compliment the other facets of the game, whether it's special teams or the offense, if you're on defense, is you just play the best to your ability. You just play good football. And, uh, you know, think about this. The Steelers have 15 takeaways. They had 15 takeaways all last year. And, uh, and, and you know, to Wolf's point, the pressure was suffocating on Phillip Rivers. And, uh, you know, he throws two picks. And he does – he uh, – at the end of the game, in the second half, or in, in especially in the fourth quarter, he looked sharp. But in the first three quarters, he didn't look sharp. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I just love the way T.J. Watt was getting after it. I love the way Cam Hayward was getting after it, Javon Hargrave and uh, Bud Dupree. And, you know, it, there, there was a very, very healthy pass rush. I mean, they didn't get home as much as they have in the past, but they harassed them. 
And that's uh, and that's what you, you they love were about all it. around him, yeah, in yeah. and around his legs, in yeah. and around his line of sight, in and around with chirping in the ear. Yeah, and I think the tone was set when Bud Dupree smacked the, him, mm, right? About, and then the next series they come out. You remember the yeah. timeout? You and I were talking, we're talking there and going, look at Bud. Bud's jawing with him just a little bit, and I don't know how serious it was, but you saw Phil sitting there. He's like doing his stretches, you know, wherever he got nailed, yeah. in the sides or something. And Bud's talking to him. He's talking to Bud. But then that very next series, that that series there, he comes out and he throws that one behind, you know, the uh, the, the line of scrimmage. And I'm telling you what, that was a great play by Devin Bush. Yeah, it was. There was. Two or three other veterans that were standing around going, Vinny, Vinny didn't know it was yeah, a fumble. It's it's incomplete. Yeah. Pick the dadgum thing up in it. That's what they preach in practice. Scoop the ball up and go anyhow. How about how about when uh, Philip Rivers grabbed Mike? Hilton. Oh, at the end. Uh, at the end yeah, of the like, game, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, okay, wh- what are you doing? I had uh, enough of this. Yeah, you know. You know <laughs> um, well, Mike Hilton did go over and uh, wave bye to their sideline. Yeah, line. yeah, well, you know. <laughs> he, he's the only quarterback, at least in the league today, that talks trash. Yeah. He is fi- uh, he's a fiery yeah. competitor. Yeah, I, I understand that, and I compliment him, and I salute him, but, you know, that, that comes and haunts you. If you're a quarterback. What's he say to his kids? Doesn't he have like Ted kids? Nine. Nine? Nine. Okay. Nine kids. <laughs> just fact checker. Good. That's good. But what do you say to your kids? You go, oh, dad's just talking a little bit or something. I mean, you know, do they talk smack in their sports? I just wonder. Yeah. You know, dad sets the pace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a fun game, though. You know, everything from the get-go, the Steelers attacked. And, uh, y- you know, um, Billy brought up a great point. That touchdown – on that uh, fumble, the uh, behind-the-line pass, uh, you know, I think it uh, it relaxed uh, Devlin. I mean, I thought he was much more relaxed as a result of that because he, he, he did not have to press the entire game. Absolutely. And he let the game come to him instead of trying to make plays. And he didn't beat himself. Yeah. No. No, I thought, you know, the thing about it was – he looked very calm, cool, and collected the whole time through. Now, I know he, he has actually done one of those, what do you call them, emoji things? Yes, about the, the duck. duck. <laughs> yeah, what was it? The whole thing was the duck has to look calm on the outside, but underneath he's paddling like crazy right. or something. <laughs> he uses that to describe metaphorically how he's handling the right. pressure. Well, you know, and that's what he is. Uh, you know, he threw one pick, uh, and his pass kind of hung. Um, and it that's two, two weeks in a row that, that he threw deep balls that kind of hung. And uh, uh, Rashawn uh, – He didn't look like he gunned Rashawn Jenkins, Jenkins yeah. got it, yeah. But I also thought – I thought Johnny Holton could have come back to the ball a little bit more. Not that it's hard to, when you got a guy coming over your shoulder, but it looked like he was drawn inward more. And uh, I thought Johnny could have helped him out a little. But I it think- was not a good throw by – I think the Duck made the play of the game with that rolling uh, snap. Yeah. Uh, A lot of quarterbacks don't make that play. Oh, yeah. He got Uh, a lot of high fives on the sideline when he came off after that one. Because it preserved the drive for the field goal, and when you win by seven, a field goal is very important. And you know what else I loved about the game? The way the defense bottled up uh, uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know – uh, Gordon rushed for 18 yards, Eckler for 14 yards. Uh, and, uh, you know, Eckler was having a good year. I yep. mean, he had 98 touches over uh, 587, y- 587 yards, total yards receiving and rushing. 
and uh, uh, you know they were trying to get Melvin Gordon a lot of touches to get him back in in the swing of things, and the Steelers just uh, did a great job of bottling him up. And, you know, this defense is looking scarier and scarier and scarier every week. They rarely do the ball better, I think, than I've seen them all year long. I mean, there was three and four guys coming up to make hits on whoever. And and uh, I they did Except that Except the second half, though. The second half, they got tired. They, they missed tackles. They, they missed tackles. How many times did Billy – I said to you, how many times did you call missed tackles in that second half drive? Oh, it was – Way too many. Yeah, yeah, and and I think Devin missed a bunch of tackles, but I think it was because of the sprained ankle. You know, he sprained Devin Bush sprains his ankle. I'm still trying to figure that out because he couldn't get off the field and he sprained his ankle, and then he was fine after that. Right. Well, you know, and you tape uh, it up. Well, I understand, but I mean, it, it wasn't even. It was a it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, you know, the, the, we would have had those quick turnarounds. You know, you just tape it up. <sighs> Come on. Or, it up and or play shoot well. it up, right? Yeah, that shoot it up. You know, well, the needle is uh, your friend. Well, you know, uh, Emil Boris sprained his ankle and went under the dugout at Three River Stadium, and the doctor shot him up. Uh, you know, they didn't want anyone to see. We were going, look at Emi. <laughs> He's getting his ankle shot. Billy, you brought up uh, Devlin Hodges kind of saving that drive in terms of that bad snap. After the game, Marquise Pouncey said he was jawing a little bit and maybe wasn't exactly, you know, paying attention. But he said when he did that and got rid of that ball and kept that drive alive to kick the field goal, he reminded me of Ben. That's what Ben would do. Yeah, it was very Ben-like. And that's a very good, that's, that's a great compliment to the young man. Yeah. You think about this. You got a third and goal. Right there. Okay, you, the pressure on, on you to do something as a quarterback and as a starting quarterback, that ball gill was bowling for dollars. You hear the crowd roar. You can hear the thundering herd of the pass rush coming. The clock is already running in your head chaotically, and you pick that ball up not knowing if a guy's right there to jump on you. And the first thing you got to do is set yourself and make an assessment. Can I either – Get, make something out of this, or do I got to unload it? And thankfully, he unloaded it. I yeah. mean, it was a great job of staying calm, cool, and collected. And it's like, uh, like I, I think Mike Tomlin said, it. the kids got moxie. Well, that was moxie on display. But that wasn't the only snap that had a question mark. No, and no, there were. A I few. think Marquise had some problems. There was a couple of high ones. One he fielded, the duck did with one hand, uh, and a couple of low ones. Uh, and that's not very pouncy like. Yeah. No. Maybe he's. I wonder if he he got dinged up in that game. I wonder because one of the reasons was you guys were were talking about B.J. Finney was uh, doing the I'm about to go in stretch, right? You know where they start loosening up and everything like that. And shortly thereafter, uh, that's when this problem started with the snaps. Yeah. And I saw Marquise on the bench after the the bowling for dollars one, and he just gave me that kind of like I was, you know just kind of one of those things. And uh, then the doc came over, or somebody came over, I remember, and they were, like, talking to him, and, and I thought, is something happened? I, I didn't see anything that would be, in, 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 you know, indicative of having a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. And then PJ went in for Ramon. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up going for the big ragoon. Yeah, what, what, you know, what, what was the deal on Ramon? Did you hear? I did not. There was nothing official, because I think he did end up going back in, but they yeah. were kind of looking at the, the shoulder area. Yeah, that's a big so. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's a big shoulder. <laughs> There's a lot of and shoulder. You know what? You, you kind of go, eh, it doesn't hurt that much. <laughs> well, and the good news is it's the bye week, right? So anybody who's dealing with an injury, we can rest up. We will uh, get to those in a little bit, but I do want to get to Coach Tomlin after the game last night talking about Devlin Hard Hodges' first start. 
we got a lot of confidence in him. We hadn't, you know, we hadn't been bashful about that. He's got a lot of confidence in himself, and I think that's what makes people gravitate to him. Uh, but we, we're not getting overexcited, man. This is a guy that played good tonight, man, with very limited experience, and we're thankful to get a win, and hopefully it'll be a good learning experience for him and us collectively as we move forward. Did you guys see the T-shirt he was wearing? The duck, yeah, the duck. Yeah, I saw the duck. It just said, I'm the boss, and it had a duck on it, California. He was. He said after the game he was just walking at Venice Beach with his parents on Saturday night, and it was one of those you know, cheap shops, five bucks, they sell it, and he bought it kind of as a joke, and then people really gravitated towards <laughs> it because he wore it during pregame warm-ups, and oh, you then know, he wore it after the game as well. You know, Venice Beach is a great place to go when you're playing on the West Coast and if you're nervous because there are so many distractions. You know, there's bodybuilders, there's fire eaters, there's jugglers, there's guys juggling uh, chainsaws, and it's like dinner theater. And it's it's a great place to go to if you want to get away from the, the pressure that is the uh, tomorrow night football game. I went there Sunday morning with some of the video guys, and uh, we saw the Gov riding a bike. Arnold. 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 Yeah. Arnold. Arnie. We stopped to grab a coffee. Hear me now. Believe me later. And he just, in his windbreaker on his bike, yeah. just zoomed right past us. Carl, our team photographer, lost his mind because yeah. he claims they locked eyes. Did he say, get to the chopper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right. pick things up and I put them down. But we were right by Muscle Beach. Yeah. I had the pleasure of interviewing him before anybody knew who he was. Really? really? Yeah. What was that first picture that he, you know, starred in and he was oh. around to promote it and it was on uh, the, the one where Pittsburgh, the, the on, one on where TV. he said, uh, uh, oh, I can't repeat that." No, yeah, he said, no, uh, <laughs> "Pumping pump, Iron, Pumping Iron." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he said, "You know what?" I there feel was another like... movie. He was playing Hercules in New York or something like that. It was something Conan. No? no, no, he did Conan later, years later. Oh, he His was Hercules. First... Yeah, he did I didn't one know of that. one of those like five dollar ones. You know where, you know, I mean, it, you, you see a van go by and. <laughs> You know, in the background, and that. it was a very cheaply made movie. <laughs> a really? B movie. Yeah, you know, you're playing Hercules <laughs> or something like that, and it's supposed to be. Well, you know, Hercules they, was in New York? Yeah, they, you know, they had, they've got, a, Hercules been all over the place, man. Yeah. They got all these, these, you know, B movie. Well, this is probably a D movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, those movies where you see, one of the, one of the best ones was I saw, it was, it was, uh, I went with my brother Dale and Ronnie Boy years ago. When and you were guys, allowed to go to movies. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and these guys, they're, they you know, fighting back in the old times. And there's tire tracks as these guys are walking along behind. It's obviously there's a, the, the truck has got filming from the rear. These guys, the, you can see the tire tracks. And this is supposed to be like ancient Greece. Right. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, they, you know, they had wagons in ancient Greece. <laughs> not with not with the Goodyear right. tire pattern. The original <laughs> screening of Spartacus, a bus went through the top of the scene. No way. Yep. And oh, that's it, too it, funny. It, it wasn't caught initially. You mean Spartacus with Kirk Douglas? Yes, yes. And it's, you know, it's supposed <laughs> to be back that. in the, you know, what, 1400s or something? Yeah. And right. here comes a bus right through the back of the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick break here on The Point After. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we're going to talk much more about Devin Bush and also go through the laundry list of injuries the Steelers are dealing with during their bye week. Back to The Point After on DVE. Rivers is going to 
throw the oh, oh, that's, that's a lateral, that's a lateral pass. That's and it's dropped. And the Steelers pick it up, and they got it to the 10, 5, and it's Devin touchdown. Bush into the end touchdown. zone for a defensive touchdown. That was Rolling on the a field lateral. With a backwards pass, recovered by the defense. The pocket collapsed again. There's a touchdown. All right, a big night in L.A. Welcome back to The Point After. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. A big night also for Steelers' first-round draft pick, Devin Bush. That was the touchdown. The next series, he had an interception, so he made two turnovers in the first six minutes and eight seconds of the game. He's got six takeaways on his own. I know. And I think that leads the league. Uh, six takeaways. I don't think anybody has six takeaways uh, uh, in the NFL. Yeah, and, and for a rookie, you know, um, one of the things that, you know, we, we, we've been watching, you know, Wolf and I have been carefully watching his development. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, you know, one of the things that he, he, he is getting better and better and better every week. And I love the fact that he's being coached up by Jerry Osaski. Uh, because Jerry is a brilliant football mind. He is very analytical, and he does a great job of coaching these guys up. And he was a terrific uh, inside backer. And, I, you know, one time I, I was talking to Devin, I, I go, you'll learn a lot from Jerry because he played football with his eyes, and that's what made him so good. And, uh, uh, and you know, I, I love the way that Devin Bush – you know, initially, uh, at the beginning of camp, in the first preseason game, you know, he, he, he couldn't get off blocks. And that that's natural because uh, guys tend to have paralysis by analysis. But every week uh, since, he's gotten a little better and a little better and a little better, and now he's playing lights out. All you need to know about Jerry O is that Bill Cower put him on goal line at 218 pounds. <laughs> right. Because he knew where the ball was. Right. Yeah. And the other thing about Devin is, you know, some players just got it. Yeah. You don't know what that it is, except the ball finds them, and they find the ball. And that's one of the things that you, you marvel at. Mm-hmm. The young man just finds the ball. You know, it, I can remember as a kid growing up in Buffalo, watching the old AFL Buffalo Bills, middle linebacker there. And I'll never forget the rookie. This guy set a record up there. He had like seven or eight interceptions. But I remember it towards the end of the year that they, they, they said the only problem with the eight interceptions was seven of them he was in the wrong place. <laughs> but he found the ball. Right. You know what I mean? And so I, I look at Devin, and I think we're just watching a young man starting to understand the game. It's starting to slow down a little bit. And certainly, again, when that ball hit the ground, he's the only one that scooped it up when right. other people were standing around looking at it like, well, that's incomplete. Kudos to him. That's savvy beyond his years. As as Coach Noah used to say, if you're going to make a mistake, make it hard. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's been wo- wonderful, Watson. You know, you know, Devin has um, he's got such explosive speed that he gets to the point of intersection before. You know, one of the things that Lambert, Jack Lambert, was great at was when an offensive lineman tried to cut him off, he'd beat him to the spot. So he'd get there first so the offensive lineman didn't have an angle on him. I think what I'm seeing in Devin Bush is uh, some of that, that every week he gets better at beating the offensive lineman to the spot. And now he's attacking more instead of, you know, early in, 
in the season, he was waiting and he'd get blocked. But now he's attacking more, and uh, uh, it's it's it, he's playing a lot better because of that. There was a play in the late in the game. Was it late third quarter, early fourth? Can't remember specifically, but there was a pass over the middle, and he tracked the guy down, even though his ankle had been rewrapped. Yeah. Uh, and that just shows you the kind of closing speed he has. And um, you know I, that's what I love about this defense. They're going after people. Yeah. All right. Well, last night was his first touchdown. And after the game as well, he said there was another first for him in his career. Take a listen to Devin Bush after the game. Today was today was the first time I got shrugged off. So I think that was unexpected. I think that was the first time that happened to me in my whole career. How does that feel? Your whole career? Yeah. It was bad. I was disappointed in myself. But, I mean, you still, you know, you, it happens. Play the game long enough, it happens. All right, so Devin Bush saying for the first time in his career, he got shrugged off. So there was some good, there was some bad, maybe that taunting penalty, not the greatest. But uh, I think his play early in the game, especially, as we've said numerous times, set the tone for that defense. Has he always had gold teeth? <laughs> yeah, he's had those all year. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him. I, I was, you know, he was smiling yesterday, and I saw the gold teeth, and I was going, did he just get those? Or I don't know if he just wears them for the game. Oh, oh, so you wear them? How do you wear them? Or is that a mouth guard? I'm not sure. No, you could see each teeth. Okay. Independently. I don't know. Each tooth, yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> He's got his toothuses, and uh, you know, I don't know. You know, we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. So what's the next step for him? What's the next thing you think, especially as we'll call this, quote, unquote, the second half of the season of his rookie year? Well, the first thing is he's got to get that ankle healed up. Uh, And uh, um, if he gets that ankle healed up, you know, he just uh, you just got to play. You know, one of the things that he's a good learner and I believe he learns from his mistakes and then he learns from the positives as well. And, you know, uh, I think he's just going to get better and better and better. And uh, because he is so gifted, he is so physical, he is so fast, he's such an athlete, but he also knows the game. And as he grows in knowledge of what the defense is doing and what the opponents are doing, He's going to get better and better. And I, I believe this This uh, every week we'll see a better Devin Bush. I also think he's just going to grow into his man strength. You know, that's, he's a young guy still, very young guy. And I think he's only going to be on the upswing as far as getting stronger and even faster and quicker a little bit because of the fact that I think, you know, physically he's still maturing. And then his C-do is going to be even better when he sees it and he does it. You know, I mean, one of those boom, boom. I think, uh, boy, he's got some nice up, you know, moving up years coming up. All right. Well, as we've said, he was dealing with that ankle injury that he was taped, able to come back out in the second half. Coach didn't mention him after the game, but I think that's somebody we'll still keep an eye on. Um, after the game, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer and go through the injuries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> James Conner is dealing with a quad injury. TJ Watt oblique. Was, was the quad injury to James, was it – a bruise or was it a strain? He did not say. Was I thought it, that it was, he took a hit? I thought he took a hit. I yeah. could be wrong. I think it was on that play where he elevated. Yeah. He got and, flipped. And the guy hit him broadside, right in the thighs. Right. 
Yeah. Remember he, he tried to jump up yeah. in the air? Well, yeah. we said the ground is your best friend. Yeah. The, well, the the bruise is a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, a bruise uh, a bruise quad is a lot you easier. You get that DMSO going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they got DMSO? I don't know if they still have it. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a floor cleaner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, it, Back in the it's day. It's got a horrible smell. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the chief, because of his friends with horse trainers, he brought French DMSO uh, that they used to uh, uh, rub the horses down with, and we all used it. And it gets on your breath. Right. Oh, yeah. It makes it you smell. It doesn't get on your breath, but it becomes your breath. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes oh. you stink like garlic. People start, like, going, whoa, yeah. back off a good five paces, <laughs> all right, man. Wolf, Go wolf, brush you, your teeth. Yeah, you, exactly. Well, if you got the DMSO, sit on the other side. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Brushing your teeth has nothing, nothing to do, do with it. calming down the smell. Oh, man. All right. TJ Watt, oblique. Uh, Joe Hayden not able to finish the game. He's dealing with a groin. Uh, also, Ramon, we mentioned he was dealing with something, maybe shoulder-related. Uh, the bad news, though, is that Chris Mortson of ESPN is uh, confirming everyone's fear. Stefan Tuitt left the game with that pec injury. Chris Mortson is saying he will need surgery out for the year. No longer a fear, but a reality. So another setback mm. for the Steelers. How do the, how do the guys that are never here know better than we do? They uh, talk to the agent. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. You know, it's a shame because Stefan was a wrecking machine right, through he the first was. six games. He was coming on in a way where, I, I I don't know, physically he was he's just at the apex, and then to see him uh, do some of the things that he was doing as far as just drilling people. Yeah. I mean, he and Cam together were beating people up on the inside, so I I just find it such a bummer. Oh yeah, you know if if he has to have surgery and he's going to miss the uh, the rest of this year, that's that's going to be too bad. Yeah, no question about it. Then yeah. uh, I guess not to forget the guys who did not play in the game, who hopefully will be back by that Monday night game against Miami. Steve Nelson didn't travel with the team; he was out. Uh, Mark Barron did not play. James Washington, Jalen Samuels, we know is out for approximately another three weeks. And then Rosie Nix. It sounded like he would possibly be back this week, but he didn't really practice. So no. maybe after the bye. Well, the bye, I think, is important. Like, you know, everybody else, uh, you talk about Mason. You know, I still think that's that was the greatest thing for Mason. Right. That Duck could come in and keep it, everything afloat. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I just I made myself laugh A duck on that joke. One. Yeah, it really was. And uh, and and then be able to give Mason three weeks, and we'll see what happens after. Yeah, right. I, I'm glad for the back because my hips hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Tunch needs some rehab. Well, to quote Mike Webster back in the day, I only have enough sympathy for myself. Yeah, <laughs> or he used to say, if you're looking for sympathy, yeah, don't 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 go there. That's no. yeah, it's in the dictionary yeah. between. Yes, yes, and yes. The importance of a win going into the bye. We talked a little bit about it on the air. Oh, yeah. It is so huge, Billy. There is nothing. You know, if you if they would have lost this game going into the bye, nobody's going to have a fun week. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be start questioning more. Uh, they're going to be down uh, lower in, uh, in the hunt for uh, uh, the Ravens. The the victory puts them back in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the hunt. Uh, you go out with a uh, a big smile on your face, so you can enjoy the bye weekend, and um, and you know you you build you you build that confidence because when you're one and four, your confidence is waning. Uh, 
a victory gives you a lot more confidence and you go, okay, we're in this now. You know, uh, we could say that uh, we lost uh, four games or th- uh, three of the four uh, games by four points or less, uh, but that doesn't work until you win. And now you could say, okay, you know, we almost beat San Francisco. We almost beat Seattle. Uh, we almost beat Baltimore. And we just beat the Chargers on the West Coast where we never win. Let's let's build on this victory. I was laughing. Mike Vick was at the game yesterday. Yeah. To, he was doing something, I think, with NFL Films or NFL Network. But he was the quarterback that helped win when Le'Veon Bell had that walk-off. It was right. in San Diego. But that was yeah. the last West Coast win. Yeah, and that was the uh, the the Wildcat would left, you know, mm-hmm. when he actually walked off with it. And he was a third string quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, it was like it was meant to be. Well. Yeah, it ben was. Hurt. I <laughs> need got hurt. I needed to play Charlie, the lotto on that ben day. Got oh. Charlie got hurt. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, a roster move, per se, uh, to make room on the Steelers 53 for this game. They moved up Paxton Lynch and also Trey Edmonds. They cut Fred Johnson and Jaron Elliott. The Bengals claimed Fred Johnson off of waivers today. Yeah, so. Well, they're they, need, they need help. Yeah. They need yeah. a lot of help. They I need. figured either them or Cleveland <laughs> would probably want to get their hands on him, right? Yes, there's no question about it. They need mucho el helpo. So, uh... uh Wolf's camp phenom is no longer here. He's gone. But you know what? Yours was gone before mine. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, I ain't saying. I'm just saying. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yes, we're rolling in it a little bit. You know, no matter what, I got it this year. So we're 217 and 1. That's all okay. So you can't take my two off me. I'm not gonna. I'm not I'm trying just, to I'm take just two off you. I'm just here to remind you. I just am reminding you that I'm he's just, no longer here. I'm reminding you that yours left first. Yeah. So. But mine's <laughs> playing in New York. That, hey, you know what? I'll bet you Fred will be playing not too long. That's yeah. right. With their offensive line, you're <laughs> yeah, right. You might not even know a thing. Just put them in there. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're going to talk about much more when we return here on The Point After. I want to talk about some Benny Snell football, also Tyson Alualu, and who would you guys start Monday night against the Dolphins at quarterback? All of that and much more when we return here on WDVE. Back to The Point After on DVE. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. All, all I care about is the, the game today. We got the win, and we got a bye week next week, so we're going to enjoy the bye week. All right, guess who that was, guys? Could you tell? Benny uh, Snell football. <laughs> no, that was Devlin Hodges. <laughs> he was doing Benny Snell. Yeah. <laughs> he was asked, do you think you'll be the starting quarterback? Did you earn your stripes to be the starting quarterback coming out of the bye against the Miami Dolphins? Coach Tomlin said he wasn't getting into it. That was Devlin's response. So uh, we're going to play you are the head coaches. Okay, Billy, we'll start with you. Who do you start? I start Mason Rudolph. Hello. I mean, I, I I love the duck and I love what he did yesterday, uh, but that's gone, and now we have to you know move forward. And uh, on Monday night, with the the bright lights and everything, I think uh, Mason would be my choice. Unquestionably, uh, Mason. I mean, there's no. In, oh, in you're jumping off the Duck Dynasty oh, no, no, bandwagon. I like, you've I been like enamored you with Duck. Yeah. I like it. And I still am, I'm he, a big fan of this he kid. He loves Duck. I do. I, I love duck. the guy. But the fact is, I think Mason gives you the better opportunity to run a more complete offense. 
So Way to jump ship. He just sprained his ankle jumping off the bandwagon. <laughs> you know what? It's it's too late in the night, and I'm too grumpy for you to be honking me off here. Wolf doesn't have energy to grumpy fight. Grumpy old man. You, you wanted to uh, say something else. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to tell that where story we, where, we on, oh. uh, where we were on vacation in Florida. Oh. Yeah. All right. Which one? Yeah. Which story? Yeah. All right, Tun, choose your quarterback. <laughs> I, I Undoubtedly, Mason Rudolph. Um, I, I love Mason's arm. I love his footwork. I love his knowledge of the game. I love the way uh, that he is now weathered. And uh, I, I just uh, feel that the more playing time Mason gets, the better he's going to get. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that I saw in him when he came off the bench in Seattle was the fact that he was so natural. Now, playing against San Francisco and having that week to prepare as the starter, I think it got to him a little bit. You know, the, the, there was a lot of pressure. But I love the way in the second half he got better and better. And I, I, I think uh, uh, against the Ravens, if he would have played the whole game, he would have had a, a great game. So I am looking for a great uh, a great game for him uh, from him versus Miami. All right, as we mentioned, James Conner has that quad injury that I think was definitely bothering him for the latter part of the game. So we saw a lot of Benny Snell football that was as advertised, uh, especially in that second half. What did you guys like about his performance, knowing that this guy has been playing his butt off on special teams and was chomping at the bit to actually carry the ball? What I loved, two hands on the ball. And, you know, the only way that the Chargers could win the game would be to take it away from us. And, and he knew that, and they knew we were going to mm-hmm. run it. And he had two hands on the ball. That impressed me. Yeah. Billy, you're all over it. One of the things I loved the way he attacked. You know what I mean? Even the short yardage stuff. He wasn't afraid to put his helmet in, up to Keister if somebody was not getting some movement and help him out a little bit. You know, and the fact is he had a couple of nice little cuts at the line of scrimmage to go. And even if he plowed ahead for a couple of yards, it was a physical way of attacking uh, with that football. And he was very conscious of, of ball security. I love the feel that he had for the game. You know, one of the things we talked about is when you look at the uh, the linebackers for uh, the Chargers, they are over-pursuit linebackers, and they get caught in over-pursuit. I love the way he cut back. Uh, I love the, his jump cut, and I love the physicality which – which he ran with. I mean, he runs with uh, uh, a low center of gravity, and he's stocky, and he is physical. And, uh, you know, he's another one of those guys that I think the more reps he gets, the better feel for the game he's going to have. Uh, and, you know, I think that's what happened to him in preseason. He, he, you know, he, we just didn't see what we were expecting to see, but we we're starting to see it now. And as you said, Wolf, I think earlier, the first game for the Steelers with over 100 yards rushing, Duck was not sacked. So am I setting you guys up to talk nice about the O-line right now? Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, it's our favorite subject. <laughs> well, we had Benny on with Mike Pursuta on the, you know, the Power of One-on-One yeah. interview after the game. And that's exactly the first thing out of his mouth. He said, you know, I had a little help up front. You know, if if you're a skilled guy, and I use that word very lightly because if, if you don't know 
the how how much skill you need to to go backwards while three hundred pounders coming at you and have that skill defend him off on a third and ten. Let me tell you something. You don't know skill. <laughs> you got to throw flowers to your own line. You do. Yeah. The first thing you do is you throw them flowers, and I think that's a smart move. Look, you guys, uh, those guys, I, I think they've been feeling the pressure of wanting to pop this run game. Get, yeah. a little, get it off on, on life support, you know? I mean, you got to – they they needed to get some some uh, first downs and field success. Yeah, and they finally got some. And finally, you heard the word clear. Bzzz, yeah, and uh, <laughs> the, the offensive line started exactly. uh, came alive. They did. Uh, in, in in essence, they came alive, and uh, you got to build off this. You got to build off this, yes. and you got to play physical. You got to play nasty. Uh, you got to gore them. You got to throw them on the ground if you have an opportunity. Which is good family fun. Yeah, it's all <laughs> family fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think they were starting to do that. They were starting to bl- play a more physical game. And uh, uh, and if the running backs, uh, James Conner with Ramon Foster, he logged the guy on that counter trap. If James would have bounced it outside, that he'd still be twice, running. If yeah, you remember. and then One Benny Snell and Benny yes. Snell with David DeCastro, if right. he if he bounced it outside, he'd still be running. Yes. But and and the more the more reps you get that way, but you know because the counter trap could break inside, it could break outside. The problem is, they were having such great success with those overrunning linebackers early on. They started the cutback became everything, and so they kept cutting them back, cutting them back. So even when they ran the trap, the cutback was still something they looked for, and I think that's why they kept going up to the inside. And it's unfortunate because if that, had they stayed with the guard, got on his hip, and bubbled over the top on those two runs that we were describing with Benny and with James, I think they would have done some serious damage down the field. So, They'd still be running. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so the, the fact is the running game is showing some real signs of coming to life and being able to do some real positive things, and I'm hoping this portends a whole lot more success after we come back from uh, – having a little bye week action a bye week and then a monday night game so it's even extra long yeah and then right. one more day one more yeah, day the of boys rest. should be feeling frisky you know <laughs> yeah. ready to go you're going to chicago for the bye week right are you going to buffalo i don't know uh i, I got kids you know they're still in school <laughs> you know uh, yeah i'm 61 Take i'm that guy out of school yeah, you can yeah. do that. Yeah. Punch will rate you an excuse. Yeah. You're the teachers. Well, who's who is that? Uh, uh, welcome Epstein. back, uh, Epstein. Yeah, Epstein. Uh, sincerely, Epstein's mother. Yes. <laughs> Please let Craig out of out of school. Epstein's mother. All right, Tyson Alualu tipped the pass uh, for Devin Bush's interception. Obviously, filling in for Stefan Tour. What did you guys see from him last night? Oh, Tyson's just a consummate pro, wouldn't you say, Chalouche? Oh, I'm I'm a big fan of Tyson. I was a big fan when he got here. Uh, I uh, I thought he looked like uh, Kimo von Offen. He's uh, Kimo von uh, what Offen? Von, von oh, Offen. Close yeah. enough. Well, you know, that was that was a lack of sleep. Like I'd never heard a lack of sleep. <laughs> he before. just rolled through it. Yeah. Oh man. You know, um, he is a stud, and uh, he has. He has a great counter move. Like he 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 penetrates one gap and then he clubs you to that side and comes back across your face. He's and got a real good yeah, club. Yeah, he he's got a real good club and he's uh stocky and he's explosive and look, I think um I I hate to see Stefan Tuit be gone, but 
Tyson Alu Alu plays very well uh, as the backup. It's not a big step down. Yeah, it's you not. You know what I mean? It's not. And, and given the greatness of Stefan to it, look, Steph was really doing some great yeah, things, yeah. you know, mm. but the fact is you could be in a whole lot worse shape right. than Tyson Alu Alu yeah. as your backup. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, now. Sorry, and, he, and, he go, and he has a great bull rush, Missy. And so what, what, on that on that uh, tip ball, mm-hmm. he drove the guard, uh, Mike Schofield. He had like, lamp. Oh, he had lamp that lamp. time? Yeah. I thought it was Schofield. It was his twist or something like that. Oh, Somehow okay. he ended up with lamp, of all things. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, anyways, he had a great bull rush, and he put the guard in the lap of Phillip Rivers, and then he tipped the ball. All right, the other guy I wanted to ask you about on defense, Devlin Hodges and Artie Burns were the two that received game balls last night from the Steelers. Wow. How did Artie do uh, filling in for Steven Nelson? Well, you didn't hear his vo- his name, and you didn't hear one of us say, oh, that was a broken coverage, and I think he got the – you know, Artie did a great job. And one of the things that Artie – you know, last year, Artie got into a bit of a funk. Uh, I think I, I, you know, you could tell when a guy's walking around with his head down that he's not in a good place mentally. And I think that the mistakes that already made, um, affected him last year, but this year he's out of that. He's, he's not in that funk anymore. He's playing with a lot of confidence and he's playing well. He came into camp in phenomenal shape, uh, bigger, stronger, faster, and uh, and I think he's playing really f- good football now. And, Missy, in the pregame, I remember you saying it's a boomerang game for him. Explain a boomerang. What does that boomerang mean? Well, Coach Tomlin had referenced it. Everyone, every single week during his weekly press conferences, asks about Dante Moncrief. He's been inactive a number of games just as a healthy scratch yeah. after that New England game. So the one response he gave the one week was, you know, I've been in the NFL long enough. I'm paraphrasing here that the boomerang always comes back around. You never know when they're going to need you. Right. So knowing that James Washington was down, they were already short at the wide receivers that he was going to get a helmet for this yeah. Sunday night football game. But it was similar for Artie mm-hmm. due to at the last minute, the Steelers downgrading Steven Nelson to being out. So yeah. I felt for both of them, it was it was a chance, you know, to to prove them. It's and how about Dante, Dante laid out for how that? About oh, that catch? Yeah. Wasn't that great? Yeah. That well, was just awesome. See, you know, I would have started feeding him the ball after that. Well, they only threw to the receivers a, a yeah. limited number of times. Look, you know, again, for all all that we love about Devlin Hodges, you know, making him stay between the white lines is something you want to make sure you do. I walked up the ramp after the game was over with Randy Feetner. I just patted him on the back. I said, Randy, way to go. Great job. And I, Randy, I just, I, Randy's just kind of like, it's over. You know, he's just, just glad you got the W. That's all. You know, and so that's. For me, I, I I get it. You you want to make sure that you don't overload your your guy yeah. there. So it, it was very conservative. Oh, it uh, was. James uh, caught seven balls for seventy eight yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson caught two, and then Benny Smell won. Dante won. Uh, one for Juju. Juju won. Vance McDonald yeah. won. Vanette won. And uh, Ryan and by Switzer the way, won. it's Benny Snell, not Benny Smell. I didn't All right. say Benny Smell. I'm sorry you did. I did, did not you, say. Did Missy, I say did smell, you hear that? Missy? I'm so tired. It, if it, if he did, it did not no, register I didn't with say me. Smell. I'm telling and you, I he did. The, the, the same resident way, fact checker. Fact checker yes. here. 
Yeah, he, just the way he, would, he started with, with uh, Santonio Holmes. Hey, it's San Antonio. No, it's San Antonio. <laughs> get it right, Chalooch. All right, I do want to get to uh, a fun article earlier. Billy was mentioning just the overpowering amount of Steelers fans. Uh, the fact that there were louder cheers when the Steelers ran out uh, during pregame than the poor Chargers. Well, the Chargers came out en masse and got booed. Yeah. I, I mean. That's your home field. Yeah, Devlin said after the game there was no silent count for him whatsoever. I don't know if Philip Rivers said any differently. I'm imagining because I can't tell you how many times they did, the Steelers fans just started chanting defense where I'm turning up my IFB so that I can I can hear you guys on the broadcast. How about when they played uh, uh, Renegade? So, yeah. yes. So the L.A. Times, Sam Farmer, uh, he's a great guy, great writer, wrote an article and went and interviewed Chargers players after the game about their thoughts of just – I. I think it was supposed to be a joke. You know, it started with Renegade, but it was enough to get Steelers fans crazy, and then they changed the song. But I thought the best quote that he got after the game was from offensive lineman Forrest Lamp. He said, quote, We're used to not having any fans here. It does suck, though. When they're playing their music in the fourth quarter, when we're the ones at home, I don't know who's in charge of that, but they should probably be fired. (laughs) That's Lou Spanos. uh, You know, uh, who's the owner? Is this Lou Spanos or no? No. Um, I know who it's whoever yeah. owns the. Well, you know what, you, <laughs> Alex Spanos. Alex there Spanos. You go. There, go, there you go, Billy. Way to go! There, there's you're the fat You fresh, you fresh mind. Well, Alex Spanos made the bad move of leaving San Diego, and they don't have any fans up in L.A. They got their fans in San Diego, and the San Diego fans are angry at the Chargers because they left. And uh, so I don't know when they build that big stadium where the uh, Chargers and Rams are going to share how many fans are going to come to the Chargers games. A lot of Steelers fans if we play them again. You know, yeah. and, 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 and it's <laughs> They'll be cru- there. And, you know, one of the things that uh, Al Davis moved, why Al Davis moved back to Oakland was because he didn't get the uh, uh, he didn't get the fans in, uh, and that's why L.A. moved to St. Louis. You know they don't get the fans it, it's, for whatever reason. Southern California, they're 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 surfing, dude. You know they get they they get their board. But you got tag. USC, UCLA, yeah. La California. La California. The Rams. Yeah, I got Maytag, dude. All right. Well, guys, another successful show. Everybody made it without falling asleep, not pointing fingers at Tunch or anything. Happy bye week, everybody. That's going to do it for this edition of The Point After. For Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley, I'm Missy Matthews. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you Tuesday night following the Dolphins' Monday night football game. Enjoy the long break.